Hello, lovely listeners. Rebecca and Jen here for a final double double dose of the season. I mean, we loved this season. I mean, for the shortest season ever, it's been really long. For the shortest season ever, it was the longest season ever. So we're recording late because the channel we watch it on, Diddy TV, did not inform us that they were going to start early. Such So we, which was really important for us to see apparently so yeah we changed the whole perspective on the fucking episode yeah so it begins take us away jen okay we start on the couches with tasha and kate uh caitlin after they've done the whole montage of what's happened this season and all the dramatic they talk about how greg leaving was like this huge thing and what will happen next will she go home we don't know well not yeah we do she stays but um we do know and then they go back to the episode morning after with katie snuggled in her bed her world has just ended greg has just left yeah Um, she's sad yeah she's super sad to justin and blake and they're all confused and they're like bro where's greg greg not here in exactly those words, bro, where's Greg? <laughs> Tasha and Caitlin come in to where the guys are and they said, uh, let you know Greg has left, but you get to continue on because Katie has decided to roll herself out of bed for you. It's yeah. true. She did. We saw video footage of her literally rolling out of bed. So the guys are kind of like obviously super confused because like Michael left abruptly, now Greg left abruptly. And they weren't told really anything. And obviously they, they're like, Katie is emotionally devastated. They're like, great, we're about to go on dates with her and she's emotionally devastated. What are we supposed to do with that? Yeah. Let's have a fun day while you're emotionally devastated. Nothing Nothing says we're three days away from getting engaged. Like I'm emotionally devastated over another man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nothing quite says true love like that. But we get the first date and it's Blake. <laughs> Her outfit, I wrote Judy Jetson pink bubblegum top. These weird like cap sleeve sleeves. Even just the way that like, even just her t-shirt and jeans, right? Like just the way that she decides to wear it, like how it all cut, hits her, it just cuts her so horribly. Yeah. Like there's no proportions. Tuck that, tuck it in. Even the jeans and a t-shirt, like even the, even I remember the date, not the date, but it was Tasha and Katie were talking and they're wearing the exact same outfit. That's the way that Tasha's was cut to hit her body, made it look like a million times better. And it, they were in the exact out, same outfit. Yeah. So they had this paint balloon fight, which looked like a lot of fun, actually. I think that was a good way for her to relieve some of the stress and anxiety and stuff from the Greg thing, pelting Blake with a bunch of paint filled balloons. Yeah. And then it's hot tub time to wash it all off. Hot tub time, baby. This is where she tells him about Michael leaving and about Greg leaving and how about how she was thinking about quitting, but she decided to continue. Cute bathing suit top as well. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. So he's just kind of like listening to it all and processing it. But the look on his face, like if we hadn't watched the the other parts of the episode already, the look on his face, I would have been like, I don't know if he's still going to be in this with her. No, yeah, because it was kind of like, do you still like Greg? Yeah, like, am, am I like your third choice here? Because your number ones and twos have left. Yeah. There was actually a funny Twitter or tweet or whatever. One of the many that went on a, over the bunch of 
Instagram accounts that we're all a part of, but the look on each other's faces when you're each other's third choice. And I was thinking about it, I was like, oh my fucking God, it is kind of true because- It's true because Blake, it was like Claire and Tasha. And then with Katie, it was Greg and Michael A. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess in that way, they're both on the same page. Like it's mutually thirds. So that was hilarious but yeah he was like uh you know obviously these relationships were deep ones and I it was definitely different than where I thought she was at yeah I don't know thoughts on her honesty with him I was a little surprised like honestly because we watched the second last two hours of the episode first I just it wasn't what I was expecting it really wasn't what I was expecting I was a little surprised that she was so upfront about the, I was going to leave Greg stuff. And then later when we had the dinner date, how like it kind of switched so fast from like, I'm sad about Greg to like, I am in love with Blake. Yeah, it seemed to be really fast. But I think him him being so certain in him saying like, I love you. And this is the moment exactly that I felt that. But also saying like, if I were, if I'm saying this to you, like I would never leave you. Yeah. I think for her in that moment, that's when it really clicked of like, this is the guy that I need for myself. He's stable. He's reassuring. He's confident. He's not what Greg did. Yeah. So I think at that point, she probably was still torn between the two guys. But those actions really just like swayed her. 100%. That's when her realization happened of like, yeah, I love this, this guy. and, And this is the guy that is meant for me. Yeah, I feel like if I was in her position, I would be thinking the same way if my heart was in two places and then both showed different colors, right? Because he he could have easily been like, well, if you're going to show that much emotion for another guy, then I'm I'm out because clearly like you can't be at that level for two people. For sure. You know, like if I'm telling you that, like I'm not leaving you and I do love you and I'm confident in what we have, like you're still here. So that's to say something, right? So he's choosing it to view it in that way of like, she chose to continue even after all of that happened. He's definitely choosing to be positive about it for sure. And he really, like, it was a really sweet date. Like it was just, they did the I love news. We get the key to the fantasy suite. They got down with the maple syrup. (laughs) Yes. We didn't get to see all of what she was wearing, but it looked pretty nice. The white, another white jacket but I think underneath was a little blingy from what I do I mean later in this episode she wears the gray suit jacket thing and that one fit her so well yeah I was like oh we finally pulled out a cute outfit 12 times the charm 12 blazers the charm you can tell from this fantasy suite that they like fucked because oh yeah it's a mess they literally zoom in on her shoes and her bra strewn on the floor she's not in the like morning after look at me I'm beautiful makeup she's like I have eyeliner and like mascara under the eyes my hair is a freaking mess homegirl got fucked apparently um well many times yeah from what that's also where I appreciated having Caitlin versus a Chris Harrison because it was like the way that you can kind of talk about that with your girlfriends you know exactly like you're not gonna say that to your like uncle yeah you're not gonna be like yo uncle joe we fucked yeah. many, many times. 
No. That'd be weird. So they look really cute together. And before this whole thing, like they did have Katie initially on the couches, foreshadowed the whole encounter she was going to have with Greg later on in this episode. She seemed very like scared to see Greg. Like it really seemed like from seeing that to seeing her reaction to him when she actually saw him, like she really didn't know what she was going to, what the reaction was going to be. There was still a lot of emotion there, but she was just like, yeah, I, I really don't know how I'm going to react until I'm beside him. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we have fantasy sweets, wakes mm. up, maple syrup. I feel like we need to stop leaning into some of these like really Canadian stereotypes. Like I get it. I mean, I do have maple syrup in my cupboard right now, but I can't remember the last time I used it. I have maple syrup too. I like it as a sweetener for stuff, like a, on top of like a chia pudding. Very good. Pancakes. I don't eat a lot of pancakes. I'm not willing to make them buttery enough for them to taste good. Yeah. Someone else has to make the pancakes. I'll buy the waffles if they're on sale, but. I don't like toaster waffles. No. I like them for a quick, like, I need to get out the door in five minutes. Something I, keep, in I usually keep protein bars for that. I have a Mickey Mouse waffle maker. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, I just, I, I hope going forward, if there's more Canadians that make it to like the hometown dates and stuff, that they really stop with this taste of Canada. I would want to see someone from like and lean into it like someone from where I'm from or like Calgary or mm-hmm. someone from the Maritimes like you know Serena P Blake they're from Ontario so it's very like Canada whereas I'd want to see like the Cowboys or like the Maritime kind of culture like really leaned into like there's a guy Michelle season is from Halifax so oh. if, if he yeah which I was surprised like you're someone from Nova Scotia which I was kind of surprised to see because normally they're always from either here, like the lower mainland Vancouver, all our famous people. They're always from Ontario. And I feel like you, there's enough like differences between provinces and places that you can show a difference. Like at least with Ontario, like he lives, he said by Niagara Falls, they could have incorporated something to that effect. 1000%. But it's just like overall Canada flag. Like we have our individual provincial flags as well, you know. It's true. But I mean, it's good that they had the whole hockey thing because that was the moment that he was like, oh, I fucking love this. That was actually kind of cute. Go America. Go America. You know, and then down to every Olympic hockey battle the last 30 years. Forever. Forever. Them and Russia. We just we just keep going around in circles with those two. But it was super cute. Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) The way he described it and it was in detail and he was talking about how He's like, I didn't have to think about it. I didn't have to be like, do I love her? Do I not? Like the show constantly makes you assess that. It was just like a thought. It was very sweet. I really enjoyed that. It melted my heart a little bit. I still think that they're they're kind of an awkward couple, but now I think that's more because maybe they're kind of awkward. Like they're not, I don't know. Yeah. Like they're, they're awkward together. Yeah. And like not still kind of weird with the whole mm-hmm. situation. Um, unless that like, they're actually like weird as a couple. Yeah. I'm still curious to see if it does last though, <laughs> but I'm a little more convinced now. Yeah. I, I, I'm actually convinced that they will last longer. I mean, again, looking back at like Claire and Dale and like Rachel and Matt, you know, if those couples can make it past the six month to one year mark, I think Blake and Katie have a really good shot as long as Aunt Lindsay doesn't get in the way. I want live footage of Aunt Lindsay finding out that they're engaged. I know. I think everybody wants to see that reaction, honestly. 100%. I wish they'd had her in the audience. Like they put Barb in the audience for a... Yeah. Why didn't they have her family? That's actually a good point. They didn't have Katie's family in the audience and it's 
interesting because they usually have people. Yeah, it's very true. You know, I wish they like Caitlin had called, like, can we get Aunt Lindsay on the phone? Like hear her reaction. Like they should have done that. Missed opportunity, I think. So after that date, we got to where we started, Justin. I still don't know why Justin was there. Dude, he doesn't even know why he was there. I never ha- he never stood a chance. Mm-mm. Never stood a chance. And I, I mean, I do think that we probably missed out on a lot of their connections and stuff because there was just so many other guys that had stories that were more pressing, probably more interesting. And he just got like his facial expressions shown. But. Yeah, that's true. But I love Justin's facial. I wish Justin had been on Paradise. Justin would have been so fun on Paradise, I think. Do you think he, you don't think he'll show up there? I'd be surprised, I think. Because I don't think, I don't think with this whole, because like they always disappear from social media for Paradise mm-hmm. for a while and then people kind of start to suspect that they're on Paradise. So I don't think that they wanted to have that happen to him for the finale. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's I think true. he'd be on next summer. They should put him on Canada's. Yeah, because if they're going to have a mix, I guess they have to reach out and see who actually wants to come to the Muskoke. I think they're filming it, right? In Ontario? Cottage country? Yeah, probably next year. But yeah, Justin didn't even, he didn't even make it to the date. All he got to do was put on a flannel and stand in the gazebo. Well, and it's funny because, like, the this entire time, we're like, the only reason why Justin made it past Andrew, past Michael, past Greg, like, is because she wanted to sleep with him. And then she didn't even do that. 100%. <laughs> so he was probably like, wow, okay, you didn't even want to sleep with me. All right, so I get, I get nothing out of it. She was too tired. But yeah, all, all Katie basically said to him was, like, that she loves Blake. That's it. Yeah. The end of the road. Um, yeah, basically, like, wouldn't make sense to move forward with you and do all this and make you go through rose ceremony. Honestly, just straight up telling him, like, I love this guy, which obviously breaks bachelor rules as well. 100%. And, um, you know, it, it heralds back to, like, you know, Ben Higgins breaking the rules and telling two women that he loved them. And then also telling them that he, you know, told the other one the same thing. Yeah. But this was straight up, like, I love Blake. And yeah I have you know there's feelings for you there too but like there's love for Blake were you convinced about how sad Justin was about this or no I think he knew it was coming I think he knew it was I think I think he was shocked I think he was just surprised that he was even still there unless there was a lot going on like behind like that wasn't shown to us about their relationship and I think it would have to be like a lot there would have to be a lot but also maybe he was just really oblivious to how deep her relationships were with the other guys maybe um because I don't know how close he was to the guys in the house that were left either so I don't know how much he actually talked about his stuff with the other yeah that's true it didn't seem like he was because Blake was the one that like Greg didn't want to talk about anything which was kind of weird because Greg usually talked to me about stuff and then Justin's just like man <laughs> like no one talks to me about anything Justin's like, I'm just here to twitch my eyebrows. So I think he was just like, he just maybe wasn't aware of how much she had with the other guys. I don't know. He kept saying like, you know, after she told, you know, wished him best of luck and blah, blah, blah. He was just like, you know, we've known each other for a month and we opened up to each other. And he was, we talked about our families (laughs) when we're watching. He were like, yes, the families that didn't even show up. Yeah, literally his family that didn't even show up. Yeah. Right, that family, that supportive, supportive family, because we didn't really get to hear what his longest relationship was, you know, how deep of a relationship had he ever said I love you to someone before, because he seems immature in that way. 
Yeah, maybe. Right? How old is he again? Late 20s? He's a 28, 29 bud. And like his, you know, and then heralding back to like his friends who were like, I never saw him hold hands with a girl before and like been like that closed off. And then, yeah, for him to think that a month talking about certain things might have like progressed him to the point of engagement. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think just, I think he knew it was coming. I think as soon as he probably saw her, he was like, uh, this is the end of the road for me. I mean, I do feel like he had real emotion when she came out and he was on the couch and like he had a hard time talking. Yeah. He seemed a little upset, which is kind of, it was hard to see because he just seems like a good dude, you know? Who just liked a girl and it didn't work out. And he's still a little like, yeah, fresh, you know, for sure. Yeah. Like he, he felt like maybe Katie didn't give him as much of a shot as she gave the other guys and stuff like that. And he was open in the way that he knew how to be open, but I don't know. You could kind of tell that like, it wasn't engagement ready open. Whereas like Blake was at that stage, you know, Blake's been through two of these girls already. Okay. He's, he's primed. He's prepped. He's ready. He's been ready. Mm-hmm. he's been ready right he's ready to rock and roll and I think too like with Justin it would be hard to be ready to be engaged with someone when she still hadn't met like your family yeah I yeah. think that would be a big thing for me if I was in his shoes it's like yeah like my my family would have to meet you my bros are one thing cool they're gonna accept pretty much anybody that I bring in yeah family is where you get to see where I come from and we didn't get a lot of that information about Justin throughout the season. Even if, you know, you don't get get along super well with your family, you still see the dynamic. And I feel like it tells you so much about how the, how the person is, yes. their personality. Like when you meet someone's family, you're like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Do I get what's happening now? When we get to meet Katie's mom and her aunt, we were like, get it. okay, you've been groomed. Katie, <laughs> is, Katie is one breakup away from being Aunt Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she just reassures him on the couch, like, you were there for a reason, because I know you're questioning, like, how did I make it this, basically, how did I make it this far? I was like, you know, you were there for a reason, and, you know, I want you to continue opening up. And then they go into the best part, and they go into his face gold. I love the compilation of his face. It was so good. I would watch that over and over again. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. So iconic. So fantastic. The best thing, the best thing. Since Hannah's tongue. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I love, so apparently, I just remember seeing on McKenna's Instagram how she was like, people making fun of my tongue sent me into a depression for a year. And it was like, girl, it was funny. It was funny. And it was, it, it was what made you memorable because there was nothing else that was going to yeah, make you memorable. It was funny. Yeah. It was, it's, it's not a thing. Like, don't make it a thing. But, you know, she's fragile, so whatever. I going to say, if you're that deeply insecure, you probably needed therapy for other things. Oh, for sure. And then, okay, so they go through the compilation and they ask him, like, did you realize that you were making those faces and that the cameraman was just, like, fixated on you on all those occasions? He's And then he, like, was doing it again. He's like... Oh, he was- I- she was trying not to. Every time he talked, it was like he knew what his face was doing. And he was like, I, I, I can't, I can't. It's awesome. Like, keep doing it. It's so funny. And he's a handsome guy, so it doesn't even look ridiculous when he does it. Yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah, so we say goodbye to Justin, finally. Farewell, sir. Thank you for sticking in there. We'll see you next year in Mexico. See you. See you soon. Well, man, maybe he'll show up on Michelle's. I can, that would be a cute couple, actually. You know, it wouldn't be bad. Good looking dude. He's a handsome guy. Okay. And then we get to the, whew, the, the meat and potatoes of it. Um, mm-hmm. Blake 
meeting Katie's family. Oh my God, the girl cult, the girl biker cult. Honestly, honestly though, like, it was, it's like it was like a white trash. Like if Freemasons were women and they were in a trailer park, it was like just just looking at the wives and girlfriends of Sons of Anarchy. You know, yeah. You know, Katie's mom definitely was like Jax's mom vibes. Yeah, two on the chest, and she. The kitty cat. Yeah, she had a titty tat. Definitely looked like she had been through some shit in her life. Yeah. So, I mean, okay, I was thinking about it. And they said Katie is from Renton, Washington. Yeah. Have you ever been to Renton? Not, like, been. Maybe drove through. One time I was down there, my parents were staying at a hotel in Renton. It's just south of Seattle. And it's, like, it has horror movie vibes. Blue collar, like, horror movie vibes. Yeah. So like I was thinking, I was thinking about that last night, and I was like, so I was trying to think. I was like renting, and I was like, oh my god, I've been there, and it scared me. <laughs> right. So that like that makes sense with what she said about her upbringing, like being kind of poor, having to do like the lunch programs, whatever. Yeah. Um. So it makes sense being being from there. Her mom and aunt were just well, her aunt looked really young too. So I'm like, yeah, because Katie said that her aunt was like a sister to her. And her aunt looked much younger than her mom. So I'm wondering if it's maybe like a half sibling mm-hmm. or like if Katie's grandmother had the mom really young, mm-hmm. sister more like closer to the 30s, early 30s versus like having maybe Katie's mom at like 17, 18. Yeah, it would have been cool to get a bit more back. Right, because you look at the dynamic and I'm like, I want to know the whole family story. Like I want to know the whole tree. I want to know everything that's going on. Yeah, because we've got you know early on we got a bunch of story about her family but we were a little confused there was a little contradictions and I feel like this is really the first time too like with the lead we don't get a sense of that like nuclear family white picket fence middle America no that we've gotten so far from the leads it's like oh my parents have a happy marriage so I want a happy marriage she's just like nah that's not like that's not the very garbage you know, Daughters of anarchy, titty tats, what up? Right. And so they grew up having to be hard. And that's why they have this mantra of like, we don't need men. But the aunt has taken it like super, super far. Yeah. In kind of a really rude way. Like yeah. she was really, she was really rude to him. Yeah. Like, like off the bat. I mean, it was a funny line. And I thought like, oh, maybe like she's going to just like banter with him. But she was like off the she's like so you know you're here after flunking out of last season yeah and saying things like you mean nothing you're only here if we want you here right he was so nasty he was like no you're here because Katie wants him here yeah and then saying things like you know marriage is hard so what are you going to do when this happens Um, and then just kept saying oh that's cute that's not how it works or you know, he's like, well, I've seen the train wreck like that my parents have been through and stuff. And she's like, she's like, seeing a train wreck isn't the same as being in a train wreck and blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? You are uploading a lot of your own baggage onto him right now. Well, yeah. And it saw because she was wearing a wedding ring. So, so I'm assuming she's married. And I feel horrible for her partner because she seems like the kind of woman who probably just found someone to fucking steamroll exactly i i would be so surprised if her partner actually had a backbone and will of their own and not just like every whim to her 
100%. And it's really not fair for her to, to steamroll like that because if I were in Blake's shoes, that's the kind of family that I have to look forward to being in-laws with. Yeah, I might love the person, but I'm not going to put myself through a situation where like I have no value in this family. Great. Like that's not that's not something that you will want to live with, you know? Yeah. Like just that she was so blatantly disrespectful the entire time. Like mm-hmm. I've had like Dan, like my ex-boyfriend, his mom was a psycho. You know, mm-hmm. like she was like her her tendencies were psychotic, but she was still she still could be nice to me. Mm-hmm. She wasn't just a bitch the whole time. Yeah. Like yeah. it was like she was like it was like Aunt Lindsay was like nuts and fucking rude. Yeah, it was it was the rudeness, like not even giving Blake a chance, you know, patronizing him by saying, you know, oh, that's cute. That's cute. You know, like again if if a male were to do that to it like males have done that to females that's been such a problem right oh that's cute oh sweetie blah blah blah. like yeah why was it okay for aunt Lindsay to do it yeah it's not okay you're being being blatantly blatantly disrespectful to him for absolutely no reason he's giving you nothing to be disrespectful to him about yeah like he he's coming in there you know to get to know them to talk to them about these things and you can definitely ask these questions in a way where there's an open conversation, but she was so closed and it didn't matter what he said. Like it was never going to be good enough. It was like the whole thing where he was talking about like, I live in Canada, but I'm going to work. I'm working for a nonprofit, going to be in Africa, blah, blah, blah. And when she was like, where are you going to live? Canada, Africa. What about Katie? It's like, what does Katie do? Katie doesn't have a job. (laughs) Yeah. It's probably going to be good for her persona if she moves to Africa and learns a couple countries okay yeah and obviously like she can locate wherever she needs to locate like he's working non-profit work for animals for wildlife doing wildlife conservation like what are you doing with your life Aunt Lindsay are you contributing to the world survival titty tats in the trailer park that's what I'm calling this episode is titty tats in the trailer park So like what makes her the authority on what marriage is and is not and what can be hard and hard not like you know Katie's mom herself was nice though so when we get it into like we get into the aunt and Katie talks about like how will you deal with the separation all I all I hear is about you moving you moving you moving what about well their relationship is their relationships so whatever they choose to do to make it work that's their decision it's not unreasonable if you're in a partnership where like one person can work remotely and one person can't. If you're going to live in the place where the, like, you're not going to, the person who works remotely is not going to be like, oh, we're going to live in fucking Uruguay because I want to, even yeah. though you can only work in North Carolina. You know what I mean? Use your brain sickles. Honestly, like Katie's just like, you know what? We'll, we'll figure it out. Like I have the confidence to know that we will figure it out. They, they both are, seem like really easygoing in that respect of like, whatever will happen, will happen. We'll cross that big bridge when it comes, but we know that we will want to cross that bridge, you know? Yeah. You know, you don't have to have everything laid out now and decided now. But yeah, so like mom with Blake, like I, she tries to have this like hard exterior at first, but she softens once he was like, you know, I love your daughter and you know, we'll, we'll make it work and stuff like that. And she's like, you know what? I did. I see it. I see it between you guys. And I just want her to be happy. Uh, you know, yeah. and- this was, this was really, Katie's mom was like a logical mom that she was supportive. Aunt Lindsay was projecting her own issues. And you know, like parents shouldn't be hugely dominant where their kids don't get to like grow and explore, but they also shouldn't just be so lenient that they're, they don't even 
really question, like challenge their children's decision on certain things, right? So you still need to challenge them, but you need to trust that what you've done with them thus far is going to be enough that their judgment will carry through. That's always what, like, because that's always what my mom said to me about things with relationships where she would go, you know, we'll always support you. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean we won't have questions for you. Yeah. But we'll always support you, which is, I feel like how it should be where it's like, I knew I was never, I was never able to be like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. And you're just going to support me. My parents were like, "Mm, have we thought about this? Exactly. Like my parents are the same way of like, you know, we trust your judgment. Like you haven't made stupid decisions thus far. We trust that you know what's best for you. And you know that you can talk to us about whatever things that might come up. And it makes for a nice family dynamic. I know for my family, because it's like, you know, if my sister does something, if my mom decides to do something, if I decide to do something, we can be like, I support you, but also questions. Yeah, exactly. And here are our opinions. You know that that's coming from a place of love and not just a place of power and dominance. And and that was the difference between Lindsay and and Katie's mom. Because Katie's mom did question her of like, you know, have you thought about this? Have you thought about these things? And also, you know, just reiterating like, you know, our tribe of women like we don't need a man, you know, I didn't raise you to, to need to, to bet, to depend on a man. You can be your own person in your own right type of thing. And so Katie's like, yeah, I don't need him, but I want. And like, I don't like this kind of matriarchal thing here. I feel like I come from a family of like a lot of strong women, but like no one was ever putting down their partners. Right. I feel like in this family, you'd go to like Thanksgiving and they're just fucking shitting on the dudes. To me, it's like, that's not, that's not like a feminist thing. That's just being a dick. Because yeah. if it was the other way around, it would not fly at all. And that's the thing. This, this, there's a lot of confusion over like what feminism actually is and, and you know what the stereotype of it is versus what it actually is. It's not man-hating. <laughs> no. Yeah, Katie's her own person. And you should trust that you've done enough with her at this point like she's what 30 yeah you know they weren't talking to her like she was 30 and capable of making her own decisions they were talking like she was bringing the first boy home when she was like 16 or something and they had to be like just a reminder yeah literally it was yeah that was just there was no trust in in her decision making at all there's no father for him to ask the blessing from which you could still he could have asked aunt Lindsay. Oh God, can you imagine? That would be a bold move on his part after. And the thing I like, which I don't know if if he did or not, and maybe it wasn't shown, but after he got back with Katie afterwards and she was like, so how was that? Like, I bet she knew obviously like how her, at least her aunt could come off if not her mom too. But yeah. he didn't throw anybody under the bus. He, he could have. He could definitely have been like, you know, your Aunt Lindsay like was asking you know, border, she was saying borderline inappropriate things. I feel disrespected, da, da, da. Like he did not do any of that, which I commend him for. Cause that, can you imagine, like I said this while we're watching, can you imagine Greg meeting them? Greg would not have survived. If he hadn't had it, the hissy fit at, at the, after his hometowns, he definitely would have had one after meeting her family. Definitely. Cause he would definitely be the type that was like, why didn't, you know, you should stick up for me against your family. So after their hometown, we get their last one-on-one date thing, or they had a thing planned with a native to New, ne- to New Mexico kind of ceremony that was led by a spiritual healer. I'm guessing it's some sort of like Navajo. Yeah. Yeah. They made this like big statue thing. Yeah. And they fill it with spears and then burn it. 
I saw a really funny tweet and it was, I guess it was mildly inappropriate because this is like indigenous custom, mm -hmm. but it was, it made me laugh still. And it was like Katie and Blake holding hands in front of the statue. And it was like, it was like, man, it takes nothing to get ordained these days. I, I don't know when the energy healer came out and I was like, not another healer. <laughs> it's always a healer. So many every season. Katie was scared. She was like, "We need to get, we need to get a Reiki fucking somebody in here after Aunt Lindsay." They each wrote their like little letters, and I thought this this was cute. Blake basically said that he was afraid of stagnation in his life. That that you know previously had made him think that maybe he can't commit to a relationship because then what if he it stagnates or whatever, and then he'll want to up and leave. So like for him the fear of commitment almost which I'm like I don't know let's share that fear when you're like on the eve of posing to somebody that you said that you love well then this is what I think this is why Katie thought he wasn't gonna propose to her and then she reads her thing where she's like I have a fear of abandonment and being alone and not being good enough for Blake and like all her insecurities come out yeah so that I feel like that took a lot of guts you don't really hear the lead saying I fear that I'm not good enough for the person that I picked yeah right so that was really honest then they burn them and they burn the whole thingy which burns really fast and I was very scared the Sydney wildfires are happening here in northern California at the moment that that would get out of control and I was like where are the firefighters to make sure that this doesn't spread to like a brush fire that's the thing there's like fucking massive wildfires right now in northern California I know so, they're doing that and I was like mm. yeah I was like I hope someone is there to control that fire Literally. We get to the whole, okay, so Tasha calls up Neil Lane. And is like, we're down to one. And Neil's like, what? what? I haven't had time to be tested and quarantined. And I think that's the first indication that we actually get, verbal indication that the season has like closed faster than anticipated. Yeah, definitely. Right. Can you send some rings? Like, what can we do to make this happen? Right. And he's like, God, I can't be part of the season. So who, who they get to fill in for him? Oh my God. And like, you know, they fucking did it because Blake dated Tasha. Because they got mm -hmm. Tasha to sit in front of Blake and be like, let's choose engagement rings. I mean, dated is like a, the operative word, but like he was on her season. So it was, so yeah, it's a loose term. I don't think yeah. any of us thought Tasha and Blake were going to really. And you know, of course, like we know that this is orchestrated by production. They could have easily had Caitlin on there. I feel like Caitlin probably knew a bit more about what Katie's tastes would be rather than Tasha. the fact that she was across from him and he as it goes on he's just hesitating a bit more and more and Tasha's like do you think she'll like a circle do you think she'll like this and he's like I was so funny watching last night with my mom just yeah. like Tasha's like do you think Katie would like a circle my mom's in the corner on her phone she's like no it's ugly savage yeah like how do you expect him to focus on the ring he's gonna use to engage to another woman like while he's across the way from essentially his ex it's really really interesting literally flash to Katie she is getting dressed we finally get this really nice, gorgeous, and I know everyone's like, oh, green, sexy zebra print. It was gorgeous. Um, I really liked it. The cut was really nice. The slit up the leg was lovely. It fit her properly, finally. It was different, right? It, you know, the pattern on there and the color. But again, like her hair, just like, she's got bad style hair. She doesn't have good hair. Her hair doesn't, 
It doesn't want to hold a style. It's not, she's not made for TV. The girl is not built for television. It's the kind of hair that the hair person on set gets so frustrated with because they spend all this time trying to put curls in it and it falls flat 30 minutes later. Nothing you can do, no amount of product you can put in there. This music score though, oh my God. So I like commented on this, you know, Blake is talking and talking about his hesitations and things like that. The music just dropped and it's so dramatic and you would have thought that it was the end of Endgame and the universe was was, in the back. It was hardcore. It was so like, like a fucking Marvel movie. Like honestly, like the editing team this season, the sound team this season, like award. We were really working to make it more dramatic because it just wasn't. It was good. The worst thing about this proposal though was Katie getting out of the car and having to walk through the dirt (laughs) and her whole bottom of her dress got covered in dust. You could see clouds of it puffing up. Yeah. She wasn't like coughing. And that was her best dress she had worn. Yeah. Like you couldn't put down some carpet can drove her a little closer to like she doesn't you have to let someone fucking carry her and start filming her at the end she was struggling through that dirt road and then we get Taisha and katie's appearance to greet blake their outfits for once were not cohesive with each other caitlin was in this like mustard yellow dress loved that dress I, it was okay it's not the best thing that i've seen her in i liked the i liked the kind of strappiness to it i don't know i really enjoyed it and then Tasha was in this all black sparkly suit. It looked like a suit from what we saw. I, I When I went through some of her story stuff and she took the blazer off, it's actually like a cat suit. Yeah. I was like, you should have just kept the blazer off because the cat suit itself looked really nice. But yeah, it didn't, they didn't go together with their outfits, but yeah so they greet Blake Blake comes out we go to the engagement area which they always seem to set up with the same decorations no matter where in the world they are but this time Navajo they had that like in the back but I feel like it wasn't part of the main setup it's like say it's the same setup with like a different pattern yeah on where they are it's always like a bohemian yeah there's some there's some there's some grassy shit I kind of want to go through like I don't know I wouldn't because I don't have that kind of time but someone should go through to all the proposals of the last seasons and just do like a side by side. That's the exact same setup every single time. So he's there. He meets up Katie. Katie says her love speech to him, but I had a hard time hearing it because the wind was whipping like poor sound guy figure out that whole mess so she says her love speech blake says his love speech i didn't really pick anything out from either one of them that it was an awkward proposal and then blake at one point was like he's like i can't be everything that you wanted because you deserve so much more yeah he's like i can't give you everything you're looking for and then after on the couch you could tell Katie was trying to like justify this because she was like, he's such a jokester. He's such a prankster. He made a little jokey joke and it was like, not the time. Not the time. Not sorry. the time. Yeah. Like he took such long pauses and stuff too. I'm like, dude, this is not, this is not okay. <laughs> it's so not appropriate at all. And then she tries to be all shocked when he like act finally goes down on one knee and like presents the ring and she's like, what? Oh my God, I love you so much. Yes, I'll marry you. (laughs) Apparently someone on Instagram pointed out that when she first held up her hand to show the ring, she showed, she held up the wrong hand. I didn't notice that. I didn't, I didn't notice that either. But apparently that happened, which is kind of funny. 
Yeah, and then Tasha and Caitlin rush in. Which was cute. Again, like it's such a great energy because they have been with through this entire thing and like, you know, all the ups and downs and really provided confidants. And so it felt like it was the girlfriends waiting in the wings. Like the boyfriend went to them to ask what kind of ring she likes and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, oh my God, we finally get to celebrate. And like, it was a real feel to it versus like, you know, you just want a reality show feel to it. No, it was very sincere. It was really cute, which I'm happy to see more of the two of them on Michelle season two which I thought that was cute after after the proposal and everything before we went to the after Thunder Rose and Caitlin's yeah. like what next and then Tate was like we need to go help Michelle it was so cute it was their dynamic duo and I expected like some kind of kitschy like they transform into their animated superhero selves and like fly off to her season to help her film right so cute I love that they worked that shtick in and that they're like, yeah, we literally have to go and shoot that now because they have started filming Michelle's season. So that that was really, that was adorable. Okay, so that's the end of like the good feel vibes. Now it is bad vibes only. Greg vibes. She tears him to pieces. Holy shit. Yeah, we brought out Greg, brought out Katie. Katie didn't hug Greg. She just walked straight past him. And yeah. she laid into him. She Aunt Lindsay'd that fool. Oh my. It was interesting watching the audience too because they were like, they would clap for Katie when she made a point and then they would clap for Greg when he made a point. And people have been really divided on what side they fell on with the whole Greg and Katie situation. And yeah, as an audience, I know who I back. Who do you back? Katie? Katie. Katie. I'm not 100% either way. I think there's points for both. I feel like the way Greg went about it was not appropriate. But I think that he had points to it. And I think that the way that the way the way that Katie went about the whole after the final roast thing wasn't hundred percent appropriate, but she had points. But there were some things I didn't like. Like I didn't like, I feel like for both of us as actors, I didn't like the whole he went to acting school thing. And it's like we're we have sincere feelings despite training as an actor. You can still have sincere feelings. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like that doesn't preclude us from being able to be authentic and genuine for sure. Yeah. I think what she, she kind of clarified what she was referring to that. She was getting a lot of messages and stuff from people who was saying that he was completely different in person than what he showed on the show. So he wasn't this like shy good guys like he was essentially an f-boy that he was cocky and this and that and like so he in that way put on an act for tv that he thought would get him very far you know that was the vibe that greg gave off the entire time i was like no way this guy is like this no way something was off 100 percent from the beginning asking him what did you want from her and he's just said open heart and blah blah anyways yeah katie just lays into him like you know i don't think you came in here intending to get engaged i constantly validated you which she did i always checked in with you more than i had to do with anybody else i gave you the first impression rose i gave you the first one-on-one date no i talked with you probably more than the other guys i constantly was giving you validation right up until he had the situation he had she was trying to reassure him that like you're getting a rose you're gonna be here until the end like 
just stick it out a little bit more and he was just like I'm I wasn't looking for the rose for her point it's like but my journey was not over at that point so it would have been unfair for me to say that to you when I wasn't feeling that 100% at that time and then she said you were looking for an escape you pulled this 180 you spoke down to me you ran away twice I was down on my knees begging for you and you still walked away and you don't do that to someone that you say you're in love with you're using me for exposure you're acting as this one got shy guy when you're actually this cocky guy from Jersey and I was like well yeah he's from Jersey Greg doesn't know how to respond to this he was not expecting this tirade at all he's just like a little deer in the headlights you know you gave me an ultimatum you wanted me to leave for you but my journey wasn't over so then you decided to up and leave instead of sticking it out and that's not the partner that she needed which I could see on both sides right like because it was like you're almost there it doesn't matter if you get your heart broken today or in a week it's still gonna hurt and I could see Greg's side where it's like he wanted her to be like to be like hey there's nobody else but you it's gonna be you she couldn't do it. It was like, okay, then. So I feel like in, in the real world, I would side with that more. Obviously. Yeah, but in this, in this reality, you kind of have to be like, we have to go along with it. Because while it is love, it is also a TV show. There are contracts, yeah. there are duties that need to be fulfilled. Yeah. You have a job. And, you know, she was telling the, her truth in that she was like, my journey was not over. This is the job of the lead. Like I had other relationships going on that I did have to consider and factor. You only have your relationship with me. So you're not being understanding of, of the situation that I'm in. You just need what you need for yourself. But you're not considering that what I need from you. And I'm telling you to be patient and I'm telling you to trust me. And in your reaction, you're telling me that you don't trust me, that you won't have patience for me. Again, like I can understand her view of like, you said that you love me, but this is not how you treat someone that you love. No, not at all. She so, was she was very angry towards him, but I mean, I get that. Mm-hmm. She didn't talk to him for a long time. Like you probably have a lot of pent up emotions and things you've been thinking about exactly. that like this might be your only chance to like really get that anger out. Yeah, because they didn't yeah. have any closure, right? Like he didn't even say goodbye to her. He just up and left and peaced out. Like maybe you want to, and maybe you want to get that anger out now so that it's like if you have to see him in the future, you're not just like ranting about the same thing. It's like, yeah. hey, I'm going to get this anger out now. And if I have to see you in six months, then I'm over it. And I'm not going to be angry at you anymore. Or maybe I am, but it's not even important enough to bring up. Yeah. And it allows her to be able to move on with Blake without having like harboring those, um, those feelings there. And I also think she wanted to ruin any chance up of Greg becoming the next bachelor. 100%. But I love that she went there because I'm, I, you know me, like even with Barb, like I loved when Barb went there about Maddie because I'm so sick of people just being like PC about stuff and like, oh, we're all going to get along and we're all going to like what she did with Thomas, where it was like so political, like they're politicians. No, we finally, yeah. got, we finally got some of the drama that we've been waiting for this entire season. Like, okay, Katie, where was this for the last eight weeks of my life? Right. Now we understand what she said on Nick's um, podcast where, like, there's someone worse than Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. What Greg did was a lot worse than Thomas. And I don't, I feel like also Greg is that person that doesn't get called on his bullshit very often. Like, it's, he's clearly the favorite of the family, he clearly is the one that gets babied and catered to and he never has to own up to his behavior and he still did not he said I'm sorry but he didn't even like really understand what he was apologizing for because it wasn't just like I'm sorry I made I made you feel that way which again not the best way to apologize 
but like yeah I like the fact that you got on your knees the fact that you I made you chase the fact that I spoke to you in this way like he didn't acknowledge any of that right so it's like it's it's kind of like the Colton thing of him not really acknowledging how much hurt towards Cassie that he inflicted oh his actions were okay because he had opened his heart and what is the hurt his his feelings are hurt okay but that doesn't mean you get to treat someone that way no I'm glad that she she did that and I know again like this is going to create a team you know camp Katie camp Greg right because a lot of people are just being like oh she's just being another angry female because he like left her jilted lover or whatever the anger though I get it I was like you're allowed she's allowed to be oh my god yeah Yeah, she doesn't have to like she doesn't have to change her emotions to make him feel more comfortable what about what he did oh hell no which I feel like is a thing lots of men do is they're like they get like sad or whatever it's like well I can still feel what I feel and I'm not responsible for how you react to it yeah and the fact that he wasn't even willing to work through what was going on like he he was very like closed off not willing to hear what she was saying all about his own feelings and not considering hers which again like just shows that he's not ready to be in a a relationship at least an equal partner partnership no he needs he needs to date around a little bit first you know Mm -hmm. yeah like he's not entitled any catering to him you know like he wanted katie to cater to him but he wasn't entitled to that yeah felt like he was like it was such a contradiction to like Blake opening up and he didn't expect anything back from her he just wanted to tell her you know and whatever her reaction would be whatever her reaction but it wasn't dependent on how she would react or not yeah but yeah he basically like I don't know he doesn't really get a chance to say much edgewise and like Caitlin (laughs) it was so funny when Caitlin was like uh, I'm so, I'm sorry that I have to interrupt this, but we have to. And like, Katie's just like, yeah, get rid of him. And Caitlin's like, nope, no, we're just, we're just going to a commercial break. Like fucking savage. And then like Blake comes out and she just, oh yeah, that whole thing ended. And like Blake comes out and she gives him the like biggest, like revenge kiss. I feel like ever. Yeah. Which it kind of, it felt like a revenge kiss. It was like, just kiss your fiance. You don't have to make it about Greg. It definitely was like, see how happy I am, which I mean, we all want that moment. Let's not lie. But I think it would have been better if she just let it be. Of course. As is. Of course it is. Because she made it about Greg. So that's automatically validating to Greg. Well, only if he sees it as validating. That's fair. Um, If he sees it as an extra punch in the gut, then her, you know, she accomplished what she was accomplishing. feel like, especially after having such an emotional exchange with him, there was no way that she would be of the mindset of like, let's just be happy. And then that's our revenge is like, no, I need to show this because I'm still emotional from what just happened. Yeah. And I like that Blake is just, I'm, I'm here for it. Like whatever you need me to be, babe, I'm here. Like I will be your revenge toy. That's fine. Yeah. They sat on the couch with each other. They're so happy to be out and not a secret. Although she like really spoiled that by putting it on her post before us West Coasters got a chance to actually see the freaking Literally, fucking justice for the Pacific time zone. We get screwed so hard. And like she put in her Insta story like, oh, spoiler alert. I'm like, that would have been great if you put it on your fucking post as well. Like That I happens think- all the time. Like I think about some of the like other podcasts we follow on our Instagram. Love the podcast, but it's like, 
there'll be like girls in like Georgia and in New York and stuff. And I'm like, we're in the Pacific time zone. <laughs> oh, was not impressed. I actually messaged Katie about that. I was not likely to see it and respond, but I still let her know my disapproval. With like, first of all, fuck you. Yeah. Second of all, happy for you. Get it, girl. Exactly. Hashtag, I'm glad. And then he just reiterates the story about the hometown. Although she changes her story. So he stays consistent with like the hockey story. But she changes it from what she told Caitlin, where like her moment where she knew she loved him was basically the overnight date where he was like, if I'm telling you I'm love- I love you, I'm not leaving you. She told Caitlin, like, that's pretty much the moment. But on the couch, she was saying that it was also hometowns for her. And then and- the boombox thing happened. Yeah. So- I hated so much. I loved it. I have to, Kate, I have to explain. This is what I hated about the boombox thing. It would have been fine if they just did the guys with the boomboxes and people were like, oh, that's cute. It was when the audience started awkwardly half swaying to the music. I don't know if they just decided to do that or someone, I don't feel like someone was leading them because then they would have been more in sync with that. It was, it was, that made it uncomfortable because they looked uncomfortable (laughs) witnessing it. I guess so. But the idea of it was so cute and how it was just a little like flash mob of boom boxes that guys were holding up and it was playing the song that he, that they danced to like their first date and their first dance and like that whole thing. It was really cute. Such a random song for no copyright, eh? Yeah, I know. Blake definitely went to a producer that night and was like, this is the song I want to use. And they were like, no, here's an alternative list of approved songs by the network. And then the rose petals started falling from this. It was just, yeah, it was a nice cap off to the whole thing. Because, you know, it it does get boring where, you know, you just see the couple on the couch and they're just so happy and they're thinking about this and this and this. But that was like an extra step. Like, this is how much you mean to me. I organized this. Like, I had this idea. Just really nice. And that's pretty much how it ended. Yeah. Then we got the preview for Paradise starts on Monday. So excited for this. We'll be back with drinks on Monday. So excited. Yeah, I'll, ha- I'll have been properly detoxed from my wild. My idea for a drink on Monday is to do a Mexican sunrise. So the Corona, the one where you start with the base of the Corona and then do the tequila and the orange juice and the grenadine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just to start it off, like just something easy to get back in for ourselves. Yeah. It's going to be great. We're going to have an interesting like setup. The weather yeah. is good. Yeah, I'm so excited. And yeah, so we see um, obviously lots of tears, lots for the promo. Lots of tans. Lots of tans. want to go to Mexico. They're, they're like making up for, for the last two years. Like they are going to put so many people on this damn island. Literally. And there's some people that should not be there. I'm sorry. Becca, your time's done. Your time's done. Like, who are you going to canoodle with? It doesn't, it, I don't want to say they're too old, but it's like they're too irrelevant now. It's like when they made Ari the Bachelor and you were like... The age thing does have something to do with it in terms of like the maturity level. And so like for me, seeing Serena P with Grocery Store Joe, to me, that's a little weird considering... She's younger than I am, isn't she? Yeah, she's like 22, 23 now. She can be mature for her age, but just the fact that she left Matt's season because she wasn't ready to be in a serious relationship. So like, what, now you are? I think it's interesting if when Kendall shows up with whoever's with Joe. Kendall strikes me as the kind who's possessive over her exes. Demi is back on and she is definitely not there for the right reasons. No, she's there to fuck shit up. and Yeah, she's there to be the shit disturber. I really want to see her interactions 
with Queen Victoria. Oh, me too. Because they're both they have the same play. energy, and there could really only be one of that energy. Like if they brought Corinne in, it would be just oh disaster. I'm so excited. I'm so ex- paradise is why we sit through shitty seasons of The Bachelor is exactly. to get paradise because paradise is just better than anything else is. Paradise, like I just want the like I don't want to wait week to week because it's that good. Right. So when the promo came on and it was Little John's voice. Oh my god, so good. I was like, what is this? Oh my god. And then David's fade coming out and be like, yeah, this is hot. This is hot. And I'm the host. You know, like it's just so like just I'm sorry, the combination of like all these fuckers from The Bachelor. Yeah. Little John. Yeah. David Spade. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, a good It's going to be so fun. It's going to be, and that's just what we need right now. Like, we need light, like, lighthearted, just Definitely. people are hooking up, having a good time, like. Exactly, and all the drama. It's like Love Island for me, except Love Island I can't get into because it's too many episodes. They do, like, a five days a week situation. Yeah, it's too, I can't commit to that. I can only, because I have a uh, Crave, I can have it just, like, on like all day in the background while I'm doing my stuff I hate having I hate watching tv during the day I can just do it the only thing I can have on my tv to like absently watch is sports so unless it's like baseball I can't do it (laughs) yeah I can I can do that with all the trash tv fair so many like okay paradise still watching love island I'm watching f boy island which is really interesting because I'm playing along with like who I think is an f-boy and who's a nice guy and there's sometimes you cannot tell temptation island too hot to handle which we still have to watch this second the new season love is blind is going to be coming out with their second season there's just a lot of stuff a lot of stuff it's like i need to slow down on this stuff a little too much well that's it for this week through katie's season thank you all for listening i know like thank you for sticking through the uh the pain of some episodes where we're just like well we don't know what to talk about like this was honestly it was but paradise will be worth it michelle's season's gonna be good Mm -hmm. be awesome yeah so hopefully our listenership grows by more countries you know shout out to malta shout out to malta (laughs) that one person in malta who one point listened to this podcast thank you Thank you for making that's us- such a cool thing that one person in Malta listened to our podcast. Right? I think if, that's fucking dope. If you hear us, like hit us up, DM us. We want to know who you are. We'd love for it. We'd love to talk to you on Instagram. We'd love to- we have a Twitter. I don't know. We like I love the nice thing that I've found since starting this podcast and it's like it's such a it's it can be such a fun community of people between like tons of other bachelor podcasts and like like it's just so much fun i'm so excited for paradise because paradise is just it's even more fun and you're not because with katie season i found a lot of people were really like "Ugh, this it's just not great and it really i don't think it was a great season we all love paradise definitely looking forward to that but yeah so um the journey has ended for now for a few days literally there's no break yeah and yeah there there's actually no breather week like we usually would get like it's straight away on the monday the 16th stay tuned for more content from us let the paradise journey begin see you next week